0: you guys and welcome to this week's episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited about today's episode. It is with someone that I have been following on social media for a while now and just watching her account explode and she is so knowledgeable in so many different things so we will get to her in a second because you guys are going to love this episode but i wanted to start out today with reading one of your guys's reviews it has been so fun reading through these so if you have not already subscribe leave us a review feel free to put your instagram handle so we can credit you but we're reading these at the beginning of every episode now and so today's is from m heath and she says learn from a verified boss babe which i'm like that's so nice can i just you guys literally these reviews i need to like print them and put them in my room because they make me feel so good whenever i'm sad i'm just gonna come read these she says eden is one of the hardest working boss babes i've ever followed her handle on her brand is strong and she knows what she wants this podcast is a great opportunity to learn from her both in business world and personal matters thank you and this is the sweetest review I am so happy to have you guys here and part of the That's My Personal Business family. You guys are seriously the best. So today's episode is with Chasity Hobbs and her business name and her handle, which I'll link for you guys in the show notes. She'll um, talk about it a little bit at the end as well. Also, I'm pretty sure I just said needs instead of notes. So that was great. Um, But she is behind the lens on social media and she is an influencer, content creator, and life coach who learned to monetize her Instagram with only 3,000 followers by reaching out to brands for collaborations and commercial photography so she could escape the 9-to-5 grind to travel the world, and now it is her mission to help her audience do the same, and she is incredible, you guys. I have just loved being a part of her platform as well and watching her on social media, so I knew I had to have her on the podcast to talk to her about her journey, her tips and tricks, all that good stuff, so I am so excited for you guys today dive into this episode. Let's get into it. Okay. Well, I'm so excited. Well, thanks so much for setting aside some time to chat with the craziest time difference ever. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited to have you on. Can you tell us like a little bit about yourself? Tell us all the things. I'm like so excited to talk about kind of your journey through like the little bio you sent over, but I'd love to hear kind of the bio and the intro you're giving now on what you do.
1: Yeah, so right now I am a full-time social media coach and content creator. Um, It all started about three years ago is when, um, what was it, two years ago? Two years ago. (laughs)
0: Amazing. I Um, love
1: it. Yeah, that's when I quit my job. Um, And at that time, I only had 3,000 followers on Instagram, and I was just doing like content creation for brands, commercial photography, stuff like that. And then my husband quit his job about like six months after that. And then we moved into an RV, started traveling full time. And that is kind of where I was like, oh my gosh, like this is incredible. We're getting to live this amazing life. And how cool would it be if I got to help other people create those same extraordinary opportunities for themselves? So that's when I start releasing my first ebook um, about a year after I was doing that full time. And then now it's kind of just blossomed into now I'm just a full-time social media coach <laughs> who's specializing in um, helping influencers land um, paid collaborations and commercial photography gigs with brands.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. So one, I love that you guys like did the van life thing. I think about this all the time. <laughs> Like, especially during quarantine, the temptation to just dive into van life has been so high. What prompted you guys to do that? Were you, like, newlyweds? Like, that's such a big jump. Like, I feel like any type of lifestyle into van life is such a big
1: change. What kind of prompted
0: you guys to do that?
1: Well, it's something that I've, like, ever since being introduced to The travel community on Instagram and seeing other people get to do that I was always one of those who was like wow that would be so cool to do but probably will never happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was always like in the back of my head and then I brought it up to my husband for the first time and he was like no not on board that's just so crazy so out there um but Yeah, I guess along the way, um, Brad, I got my own van. And when I quit my job, I started taking trips all the time and just going and living life. And uh, my husband was like, wait, I'm here going to a job that I don't really like while my wife is out, you know, doing her thing and having fun while she does it. So then he kind of slowly got on board. And yeah, it wasn't long after that, we started looking at RVs to buy. We purchased one really cheap on Craigslist.
0: (laughs) Amazing.
1: Um, Yeah. And moved in and yeah, for the next year we lived in an RV. It was wild and such a good experience.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Kate. And I love that. Like even in the beginning when like your husband wasn't super on, like ready to do it, you just did it yourself. Like I (laughs) love that. Like you just don't hear, I just think that's so healthy and amazing. (laughs) What was that kind of like? I'd love to hear kind of his journey. And cause now you guys work together, right? Do you yes. guys work together? On this? Full okay. time together. Oh my gosh. Okay. So fun. First of all, that you guys get to do this together. But I also love that you were just like, no, this is what I'm passionate about. And you just <laughs> started doing it yourself. Oh my gosh. So what has this journey been like, like doing something you love? And then also now you get to do it with like the person you love. I think that's so fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's truly been incredible, which is why I feel like I'm so passionate about helping other people create those same opportunities for themselves. My husband's sitting right here to do that. Oh amazing. He looks (laughs) eager to jump in.
2: (laughs) Um so oh I am Australian, I don't know if you can tell, but uh I love it. We we, We love a good accent. (laughs) (laughs) Um we met while I was like traveling in the US and then uh, like long story short, she came and lived with me in Australia um, and then we're back in the US and yeah I was I was working um, in like a security job that I didn't really like and yeah she was like kind of like she was like small at the time and she was out there doing photography stuff and doing her thing and like she said yeah traveling um, by herself in her um, little converted van that we did and I was just looking at my position and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, okay, I, am, I wanna do that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, why like why am I doing this and like doing this job that I hate and she's out there having so much fun? It got to a point where she was yeah, like working with brands and making uh like a bit of money. Uh and we were just kinda like, you know what? Screw it. Like I'm gonna quit my job and we'll just see what we can do with this thing. Uh and that's yeah that's when we sort of jumped into the whole RV thing cuz the van was a little bit small. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> do van life,
1: but he would do RV life. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, I like yeah, that. With two people,
0: I feel like RV life sounds yeah. a little yeah. a little comfier. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I love that. Into the RV and then started going around the country. In it.
0: <laughs> Incredible. So was this like a scary transition for you guys? Like, was it intimidating to be quitting these like more corporate jobs and then heading into this kind of like unknown territory? Or did you guys have a pretty concrete plan before doing this?
1: Um, I think for me, I, I thrive off spontaneity and... <laughs> I I was gung-ho ready for it, um, even if we didn't have everything figured out yet. There were definitely months where we drained our savings, and it was a little nerve-wracking, but we always found a way to make it work, and now we've been able to build up this amazing business for ourselves, and it's, yeah, it's been really cool. And I think, too, like, just a little bit of advice for anyone mm-hmm. listening.
0: That was my um, next definitely- question. <laughs>
1: That just kind of goes to show, like, just, you know, do it, even if you don't have things figured out. we We always thought, you know, what's the worst case scenario? We have to go back, you know, get another regular job. And I mean, is that really all that bad? At least we can say that we tried it, you know?
0: Amazing. I love it. So you guys just took the plunge. Yeah. Um, so what did the beginning of your business? Cause I think what's so fun about you guys. So you started out with like three, what did you say? 300 or 3000 followers, but like a smaller yeah, amount of followers. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And like now you, that's a, how I found you is like through reels. Like you guys are just <laughs> crushing the social media space, especially on Instagram. So I would love to know, like, What has this journey been as you like dove into van life, you started picking up like content creating and commercial photography, and you've just kind of started this new lifestyle. What has that kind of looked like as you start diving into social media and teaching about that? Like, I just want to hear what's been going on. Like, how did you guys get here from this original like $3,000 or 3,000 follower mark?
1: Yeah. So um, it's actually kind of a crazy story. Um, when I first started, when I first created my account, probably like four years ago now, um, I had no freaking clue about anything social media. Um, yeah, and it it was pretty much like a personal account. I would just share my travels. but i knew I knew that there was this thing called influencers, and I knew that, like, it would be just be so cool to get to travel and take photos. Cause I've always been super passionate about photography as well. Um, I had like my own little photography business back when I was in high school. And it's always been something that I have really loved. Um, so I was like, how cool would that be to like be my job one day? And um, so I started doing just like a little bit of research here and there, nothing too in depth um, started learning about it a little bit, started Um, Instead of just posting like one-liner captions or no captions, I would post like no captions sometimes, just like share a photo. Amazing. (laughs) Um, Went from doing that to kind of sharing a little bit more just about me and my life and what's going on and treating my audience on there like they are truly a part of like my life and my community. You know, they're my friends and building these connections and everything. And um, I had a pretty good like engagement rate, which is kind of important if you like want to work. With brands, especially if you are a smaller, like micro influencer, um, so that was a good selling point. But, anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I was in, uh, I was a vet assistant before um, doing content creation full time and quitting my job. And this was supposed to be like my dream job. I love animals, I was super stoked when I got hired on, and then I quickly found out that the hospital environment, especially this one in particular, was just really, really toxic for me. Um, I'm sure not all hospitals are like that, but this one, upper management and the doctors and everything, we were just treated really, really poorly. And um, Brad had even, my husband pulled me aside one day and was like, babe, like what is going on with you? Like you are not yourself. I can tell you, you know, like what, you know, what is it? What's going on? And that's when I kind of realized like how much this job was just like draining me and I would wake up in the mornings and just like dread going into work. Like, what's it going to be today? Like, that's the Mm -hmm. mindset I woke up with every day. And it finally got to a point where I was like, oh my, Like, I don't want to go in today. I do not want to go in today. And I called off, which is like the first time I'd called off for that job. And just the relief of like not having to go in that day. I was like, holy crap. Like, I feel like so relieved that I don't have to go into work like, what kind of life is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, like you spend most of your life at work. Yeah. And, um, so the next day came and of course, you know, I had to get up and go to work. That same dreadful feeling was there. And Brad was like, you just need to quit. Like, I know we're going to struggle, but we're going to find a way to make it work. Like, I don't like seeing you this way. Um, and it, it, it's probably one of the most irresponsible things that I've done, but I just sent them an email and I was like, I'm sorry, but I can no longer come into work. Oh, oh my I'm gosh, amazing. <laughs> that's how I quit. It was so horrible. But at that point, I was just like, that job made me realize I never wanted to work for someone else ever again. Everything that I put into whatever business or whatever job I'm doing, I want it to be for me and something that I truly love. So, um, I was looking for other jobs at that point, but, and then I don't know, something hit me and I'm like, I'm just going to try to do this content creation thing. Like I'm just going to start pitching to brands, even though I only have 3000 followers. Like I was getting decently good at photography. I had recently bought like a new, um, upgraded gear and everything. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to pitch and see, you know, like just what I can do. And, um, surprisingly landed my first paid collaboration at 3000 followers. And after that I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, let's do it. (laughs) Um, I love that. So I'd love to know too, like, how did you get past? Cause
0: to me, I feel like something that keeps people from just like shooting their shot is that influencing and just honestly, social media in general right now, there's like, we're competing with people with really big numbers. So I feel like for a lot of people, like having only 3000 followers, they would probably wait to start reaching out and they would probably just be like, okay, let's get more ground under my feet. But obviously you didn't need that. You only had (laughs) 3000 followers and it was working. So how did you kind of move past like this mentality of like what the rules are in this industry? Or did you even have any concept? Were there even rules in the industry at this point? Like, how did you kind of move past though, like that initial fear of just jumping into something?
1: Yeah. So that's one thing I've really noticed since becoming a social media coach, um, specializing in influencers is so many people count themselves out before they even try before they even go for it. Um, which is crazy because yeah, if you, you just, actually go for it like you're going to be so surprised at the results that you get and all the opportunities that come um but for me i guess i was just at a point where i needed to make money <laughs> mm-hmm. and i knew like up until that point i had everything i read was like you need at least 10,000 followers to make any sort of money working with brands blah 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 um and so you know i i didn't think that i uh, would be able to do it, but I was like, I'm, you know, I got to make money. So why, why don't I just try and go for it and see if I can make this thing work? Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I just, I just kind of burned you all my boats and, to it, yeah. yeah.
0: I love it. Okay. So I would love to know one of my favorite things to talk to influencers about is kind of how you balance your personal life and your business because your like personal life kind of is your business. Like that is something I find so fascinating about influencers is I I know you guys make a lot of money off of showing us your lives, which I'm like, I can't even imagine how tiring (laughs) that is. (laughs) Like I am like not really an influencer, but like I, I, do like educating for businesses. So I show a lot of my life just to show like what my life looks like and why I can teach on businesses. And even that I find like sometimes tiring on like vacations. <laughs> like,
1: I'm yeah.
0: like I, I need to like <laughs> record this really quick, even though we're on a trip. So I'd love to know kind of, and now you work with your husband as well, which is like a whole nother aspect of like your personal life and your business. So what's kind of that relationship been between your personal life and your business? Like, how have they influenced each other and how have you? also maybe made like conscious efforts to separate them sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think that last thing you said right there is key in making conscious efforts to separate them. Um, Brad and I were talking and we were like, you know, it's, it's hard to differentiate between our personal life and our business life because what we do is kind of just like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one thing that really, really helps is we try to take two days a week, just like a regular job where you have like a weekend, you know, you don't work, you don't do anything. Um, it's just kind of like, you know, watch Netflix or just allow yourself to have that time to rest. Um, I think that has been really, really beneficial in um, you know, not burning out and not feeling overwhelmed. Like I always got to be showing people like what's going on in my life. Um, so yeah, we, we have, like a social media or like work um, weekend where we don't do anything and then also um, like time throughout the day so at a certain point like at 7 p.m that's all devices are off you know it's time for us to relax talk have conversations and not worry about um, you know messages I've got to get to or emails I've got to reply to and that kind of thing kind of just like shutting that off and designating time for just us and our personal lives and just being like us (laughs) um but yeah and yeah and I feel like too um like some of my friends aren't into social media which is like totally cool so if I'm like hanging out with them I you know don't care to like always be on my phone like oh I got to record this I got to show people I'm doing this like I can totally go somewhere and go for an adventure or do something and not have that pressure to like be recording it and showing people and I think having that time as well like doing things just for yourself and just to have fun and not um, have that pressure on you that you feel like you have to be like recording this you have to get the shot um, that is super beneficial
0: no, I love that though. I think like, I think sometimes we also just need to hear that from other people's social media has, I, there's no rules to it, but it feels like there's very unspoken rules. And so I feel like that causes so much pressure for people to just feel like they constantly have to show up. Um, and I was talking to someone the other day who was talking about how even like your stories on Instagram, they have a limit, right? Like, I don't actually know what the limit is, but I know that there is a limit to how much you can (laughs) post on your stories on Instagram. And if you run the numbers and they're like 15 seconds each, it's still only like a couple minutes of your day or like less than 10 minutes or something, even if you maxed out your stories.
2: Um,
0: And that really changed my perspective because it was like, okay, even if you showed up just like all the time, all throughout the day, you still wouldn't be able to fill your Instagram stories with it. So there shouldn't be this pressure that you do have to show up all day, every day. You kind of only have to show up like 10 minutes out of your day and that would still even max out your stories. Um, (laughs) So I love that. I think that's incredible. Um, So I would love to hear kind of about your journey in becoming like an influencer and starting like this marketing. And now you teach other people to do the same. So what has that, I feel like I've just asked the same question, but I'm just, so I love hearing about people's like (laughs) pivots in their business. So I love hearing about like things changing and like the transition of like becoming this person that could have used this information and now you're teaching this information. So how long did it kind of take you to start building this following and how long did it take you to kind of get into teaching as well?
1: Um, so it was about two years ago when I had the 3000 followers and, um, actually it was only, I think December is when I finally passed the 10 K mark. So I had been doing this for nearly, Oh my gosh, wait,
0: that's like, 10, wait, this <laughs> December. Like, thi- Yeah. Like- <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, you've grown so quickly. Yes. Reels. It has been the freaking reels. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like, that is how I found you. Your reels are like, they do phenomenally. Yeah.
1: That it's, it's been really, really cool to watch and, and kind of just see all the hard work that I've been putting in for the last two years. Like not saying that it wasn't paying off before. Cause I was still getting to like travel and live this amazing freedom um, lifestyle, but yeah, just numbers. I mean, as much as I don't want to put pressure on the numbers, it has been cool to see it transform my business Um, and just being able to help so many more people now. And yeah, having that larger audience and um, like all the messages and comments I get of everyone telling me like, oh, my reach has increased exponentially since following your tips, like it's just the coolest thing.
0: I love that. Okay, so yeah, so Reels. I'm like dying. I'm so shocked that like you were at 10k a couple months ago because I'm like that has just like grown exponentially. So, what is it um obviously everyone can we'll link all your stuff in the end so people can find your resources. I know I've snagged some <laughs> of your resources, but I'd love to know if you could share with us kind of like some of your top tips for building up your social media because yeah, like you said it's like it's not all about the numbers, but at the same time it's like the more numbers you have, the more you can help people. So it is kind of also about the numbers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I would say um, right now, if they release any new features, like jump on it. Because when they release new features, they are going to be promoting those features, which means they're going to be promoting the accounts using those features. Um, So that's kind of how this has gone with me for Reels, is I just was like, you know what, I'm just gonna make a real, a day, and yeah, eventually they started getting a lot of traction and everything, which has been really cool. But before that, um, my main focus was building up an engaged audience as opposed to just gaining more and more numbers, Um, because no matter whether you are your own business selling your own products or services, or you are a brand, um, an influencer wanting to work with businesses, having an engaged audience is going to be key to selling whatever products or services you're selling. Um, Because people need that no like, trust factor. That trust factor is what gets them um, to the buying point. So that has been my main focus. And and two, engagement, more engagement equals more reach, equals more growth. Um, So I really tell people to focus on the people in their community first before trying to just gain new and new and new people all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And ways that you can do this is – One, just respond to all your comments. Um, I see so many people who are like, oh, my engagement's terrible. And I go and I look on their um, profile and they don't respond to any of their comments. And it's like, how can you expect people to continue showing you love if you don't show appreciation or give them love right back? Um, So that's something that I really recommend people to do. And then if you don't yet have a lot of comments and you're brand new, um, one, it's important to, and I know there's a lot of controversy around this right now. I don't know if you're on like the business or at all, but so many yes. people are like, um, I don't want a niche. I don't like niches are dumb or whatever.
0: <laughs> um, oh my but, gosh.
1: I'm like, I oh, I so disagree. I think niches are the best thing ever. Yes. <laughs> they really are. And it's, it's really the same for like influencers and stuff. Like you need to find your niche and your people because if like a hiking boot company for example is looking for an influencer to work with they're going to work with someone who is predominantly posting hiking photos like Mm -hmm. outdoorsy photos that's how um brands access these their ideal target audience through influencers is having a niche (laughs) so yeah i think it's really important to find your niche narrow that down and then find your community within that niche and how I do this is I call, I call it the rabbit hole of engagement. <laughs> um, so basically what you do is you either find um, bigger influencers who have a lot of comments who are in your niche and you go through their comments, find someone who has a similar following, similar niche as you, and then go and engage on their profile. And then you just go down the rabbit hole. You can go on that person's comments, find more people, same following, same niche, and then just kind of build a community um, of people who are all interested in the same thing as you. And so uh, that, I call that the rabbit hole of engagement. And I (laughs) think
0: that's such a good tip.
1: Yeah. And that too, I think is what really helped me build a really strong engaged community because you can also do this through hashtags. Um, a lot of people uh, recommend searching relevant hashtags to your niche niche and then engaging with people um, who are using those hashtags. But in my experience with this, you don't always know that these people are the kinds of people who engage in the first place. Whereas if you're doing it on people, other people's comments, you know these are the type of people who leave comments, who are active, who care to make connections and talk to others within the app. So I think that's a really good way to start building an engaged community.
0: I love Oh, I'm like, I need that tip. I love that. <laughs> that's amazing. Um. Okay. That's so cool. And I have loved learning like all the things from you. I like. I was that person where like every time a new app comes along or a new feature, I'm like always that person that's like, oh, do I like want to add that to my plate and like try to figure yeah. that out too? Like that's totally what I did with TikTok, which I'm like that was the biggest mistake. I should have gotten on TikTok sooner. <laughs> yeah, Same with I the Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that advice because it's true. It's like as soon as something new comes out, it's definitely worth worth like putting in your time for because yeah. it always and it's, ends up
1: being so big it's just that whole mindset shift too because i was the exact same when reels came out i was like oh my gosh like i've been doing igtvs or igtv with igtv yeah yeah like igtvs <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know why that sounded weird. But anyways, I was like finally doing those and then reels came out and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is just another thing I'm gonna have to use. But I saw other accounts blowing up from the reels and it's just that whole mindset thing of like, you know what? I'm just gonna have fun with this and create content that I enjoy that it's another way to get a connect with my community. It's fun, whatever. I'm just gonna try it out. And it yeah, it really paid off and and that's Even though it may suck in the beginning because you're like, oh, this is just another thing I got to do. It's definitely worth putting the time and effort into it.
0: I love that, no, I think that 's incredible advice, and it 's obviously paid <laughs> off i 'm like,' look at your account. I am just flabbergasted <laughs> that you 're at ten k at december um, okay, so I love this i 've loved hearing like about the journey from like start to finish, so I would love to know what during like this journey because I feel like you 've done so many cool things and you 've like pivoted so many times and grown. <laughs> what has been like one of your favorite moments in your business like what is something? either that like has been amazing in your business or that your business has allowed you to do personally, like over the last couple of years, what has been like your favorite part of this journey?
1: Ooh. Okay. So I love telling this story. Cause I think this really was like such a pivoting point for me. Um, so my husband and I went backpacking for two months in Southeast Asia, um, around this time last year, it was in December, January. Um, and we were in Indonesia and there was this waterfall that I was just dying to see. Like, it is the most insane waterfall I've ever seen. Like, 180 degrees of just straight, like, waterfall along this huge rock wall that, like, wraps around. It's so cool. Oh, cool. And so we booked a flight because it was on um, a little island off of Indonesia. And we booked a flight and That was just a whole mess in itself because (laughs) when we got to the airport, our card stopped working and we needed the card when we got to um, the airport on the island so that we could book a taxi and make it to our hotel. We still didn't pay for a hotel, so we needed to pay for that. And we had not enough cash for everything that we needed to pay for. Um, We could get the taxi to take us to the hotel, but if our card wasn't working, we wouldn't be able to pay for the hotel. So we were like, should we go? Because it was only a day long trip. We booked the flight. We were there for 24 hours. And then we were coming right back to um, the main island in Indonesia. So we were really trying to debate on whether we should just go or just leave it, go back home and stay, play it safe. And of course, knowing us, we decided to go. Um, (laughs) And it ended up working out. We made it, we, my mom was able to actually like, pay wire transfer the hotel so that they were paid for oh my gosh yeah it was like this huge mess
0: collaboration everyone
1: and um so we got to the hotel we were supposed to go to the waterfall the next morning we got lost on the way to the waterfall we hiked down this like mile long trail down this mountain Realized we were on the wrong trail. So we had to hike back up and I swear I was like I was gonna die I was so hot and so just like straight up these stairs. It was horrible. I was so frustrated and Finally, we were able to communicate with someone who pointed us in the right direction finally got down to this waterfall and It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I climbed up this rock, and Brad was stayed down below, um, taking photos of me. And I was just like standing up on this rock, had my hands up in the air. The waterfall was like hitting me, and it, I just remember feeling just like so accomplished like, this is it. We finally made it. It, I was like shaking with like excitement from just standing up. And then I sat down and I was just like, it's crazy to think that one decision to quit my job as a vet assistant. Um, and I and I truly think that if that job wouldn't have been so horrible, I would probably still be there today because it was comfortable. And just thinking about that moment and and taking the risk to quit and then standing up on this incredible rock in Southeast Asia where this huge, massive waterfall is just like, Pounding me in the face. <laughs> I love it. it was such a cool moment. And that's when I decided, okay, I really want to help other people create these experiences for themselves because I used to be someone who always like wanted it but never thought it would happen. And if I swear if that job was not so horrible, I would probably still be there to this day and wishing that oh like oh i wish i could live in an rv or i wish i could go and do that and never actually doing it so that was the point where i was like i want to help others do this i want to make them realize that they can do this like it is not as hard as we think it is and after that trip we came home and that's when i created my first course That's kind of when that whole shift from content creator to social media coach um, kind of happened. (laughs) That's beautiful. I'm like, that's such a beautiful story. I love
0: just like picturing that. That's such an incredible experience. Um, And I love what you said about like... That you would have just stayed there because it was comfortable. And I love talking about comfort zones and just like how I'm like reading this book right now as well that talks about how our brains don't really even recognize like what's good and bad. They just really recognize what's comfortable. And so that's why we see so much like self sabotaging, just because like even if you want something really bad, if your brain's not prepared to be uncomfortable, it's just gonna stay with what's comfortable. So, what advice? would you give to someone that needs to break out of their comfort zone like what would be like the one thing you tell them in order to get them uncomfortable <laughs> to get them comfortable with being <laughs> uncomfortable
1: i would just say something that i have been loving lately is this phrase that you don't have to be good to start but you have to start in order to be good and i think that right there just really captures my whole thing of just like just go for it. Um (laughs) Brad and I lately, I know this is so cringy, but we have been like living by the term YOLO. (laughs) Like you only I love that. (laughs) It's so cliche, but it's so true. Like we only have one life to live on here. We are not meant to slave away in a job that we don't like or doesn't fulfill us and to only, you know, enjoy the weekend or only enjoy two weeks out of the year where we get to go and do something fun that we truly enjoy. Um, I think we are meant for so much more than that. And I think it's so incredible that we live in a day and age where we can turn pretty much any passion into a career using the internet or social media. And that's just like, it's so wild to me that more people aren't just hopping on that opportunity because it's there. And yeah, you really just have to go for it and start before you are ready. Just make the decision to start.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, I love that. And I heard once someone said like, if you're first – like type of like if your first launch is perfect, then you waited too long to launch it. Like no one's first, anything should be perfect. And if it is, you probably, you just probably worked on it a little too long. Like it should have been (laughs) launched. Um, so no, I love that. I think that's such incredible advice that like, and I think that's one of the things that's so beautiful about our day and age is that like, I always talk about on the podcast how like if you're listening to this on an iPhone, you're already like so privileged to the point where like your worst case scenario probably isn't that bad. Like your worst case scenario is probably manageable if you're like privileged enough to even exist in an environment where you can listen to these podcasts. So I love that because it's like, it's true. When I went full time, I remember being like, okay, worst case scenario is like I have to get another job. And like worst, worst case scenario is like I couldn't pay my rent and I have to go live with my parents for a second. And like that's survivable. Right. Um, and I think, yeah, the it's basically low risk, high reward in these situations. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always say to make your decisions based off of the good what ifs, not the bad what ifs.
0: Oh, I love that. Wait, that goes along. That might be your answer to the next question, which is how we wrap up every episode. And that's okay if it is because I love that. But I always ask people what the best piece of advice is that they've ever been given. And it can just be related to anything, just anything that comes to mind.
1: Okay. I would say in terms of starting your own business on social media, one of my best pieces of advice for anyone listening, I mean, even if you aren't starting a business on social media is to just take care of yourself and your mental health. I think um, something that really helps, I like, I get messages all the time from people feeling like just so burnt out from social media, and constantly being on there and constantly feeling like you like you have to create this new content all the time. And, all these engaging captions and everything and I think it's so important to allow yourself to take breaks from it like yes consistency is key but it's okay like I said we designate two days a week where we are not on at all or um, if you're not feeling it for a day take that day off like that's okay you don't always have to show up 100% of the time 24-7 like That's impossible for anyone to do in any job. Mm. And it's important with social media, since it is so close, like, it's, we, I mean, we pretty much always have our phones right next to us in our hand. So it's so accessible. It's so important to take a step back from that and allow yourself to have time away from it so that you don't feel this constant pressure all the time and you don't feel like um, you always have to show up and it's, and you get burnt out from it, essentially, Um, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, that's advice we all need. Literally everyone about social media all the time. Oh my gosh. Kate, okay, Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I'd love to know like, what is next for you guys? Like, what do you have? What do you have plans for? What's coming up? Well, next for
1: y'all? we're still hoping to get to Germany at some point. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um. And then one thing that we really, really want to start up this year is working on retreats and hosting um, these retreats where people can come and we can teach them about photography and social media and also just have like a hell of a good time with a group of amazing people. Um, so that's something that we kind of have in the works right now. But obviously, it all depends on the situation in the future and going forward with COVID and everything. So
0: mm-hmm. oh, fingers yeah. are crossed. But. <laughs> everyone's everyone's kind of at that point right now. We've all got these plans that we're just kind of <laughs> I love that. Retreats are amazing. So I will have to keep an eye out for that, too. I'm so excited to see what you guys do. Um, so tell us, where can everyone find you on the internet moving forward? Like, where are all your places?
1: So pretty much everything is at Through the Lens and Lens is spelled L-Y-N-S. But on Instagram, it's spelled with two L's because the one that I want is taken.
0: (laughs) Yep. I feel that. Well, and we'll link you in the show notes, but I always like asking just in case anywhere else people can find you. Um, So Instagram is the main one.
1: Yeah. Instagram is the main one. Um, And then my only other platform is TikTok. I I keep getting asked if I have a YouTube, which I know I need to make one and start eventually making videos, but I don't have one yet. Um, and then my website, I have a bunch of content creator tips and tricks on my blog, um, and that's at www.throughthelens.com.
0: Perfect. Ah, oh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was so helpful, and I feel like I learned so much. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for asking me to come on your podcast. I feel so
0: honored. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, it was so nice finally getting to chat with you and meet the person behind the social media. I feel like as always, it's so nice to finally chat with people when you've been following them. So
1: thank you. So so good to finally meet you. (laughs) It's been so good chatting with you. And yeah, I truly, I always say the coolest thing about Instagram is just the community and the relationships that you build on here. Like you can't think of your followers as just a number, another number. Like these are people, real people behind the screen. And it's so Mm -hmm. cool to get to make connections and, and relationships with such like-minded people
0: oh truly and like across the world it's so fun i love that too yeah i'm like social media should just be fun because it is so fun yeah exactly these different humans i love it (laughs) okay awesome well thank you so much chas for being on and thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time